Hi guys. Hello. Good evening. Beautiful music, Winky Face. Oh hi, Ogazimas. What she said. <laughs> and where is it? Where is it? Where is it? This is Vox Talks, the show where I talk and you tell me what to talk about. Got topic suggestions? Leave them in the comments or in the chat, and I'll chat about them. My name is Evo's Vox, and I appreciate all of you listening and joining in. I'll be your host today, and, well, every day. I may have some people in Skype for some Skype calls, but other than that, I am your main guy, and this is the voice you will listen to. So kick back, grab some popcorn, and enjoy the show. Well... As soon as we start the show, Chiyu leaves. Oh, well. Show's canceled. JK. Okay. Oh, hi! Chiyu's here, too. Welcome to Vox Talks, episode three. I am very sick, in case you can't hear, in case you haven't heard me say. So I sound probably very funny. I apologize for that. Chiyu's here with me. We're going to talk about some stuff. She's going to keep me company and talk about some stuff. Uh, talk real quick so I can see how the volume is. Hello, hello. <laughs> oh. Now talk. Talk, 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 talk. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, that's good. Alright. Okay, back, and you have a magical voice. Well, thank you, Sin City Spartan. <laughs> so today we actually have some topics to talk about, because Chu is better at keeping me on track for things than I am alone. And so we have some topics on the screen, as you can see. We... Uh, I'm not sure, they're not going to be in that order necessarily, but they're the ones that we came up with, and we'll always, obviously talk about some other stuff. She's trying to figure out how to work my camera. I'm not trying to figure it out, I'm just trying to be quiet. Oh, you don't gotta be quiet. Anyway. You can be as loud as the hell you want when you're making love. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so yeah. (laughs) Uh, I apologize for not streaming Sunday because I was... As sick as I am now, but worse, and I could barely move or speak or anything. And so we decided to cancel Sunday and blah. But we're on here on Tuesday. And since I started this entire thing on a Thursday, I don't think it matters anyway, but, you know, whatever. That was a Thursday? Yeah. It was a Thursday at, like, midnight. Oh, yeah, I remember I was mad because I wanted to sleep. Yeah. Excuse me. And we only delayed starting this right now because we want to get everything together, but we were too busy playing to Pokemans, <laughs> Poke MMO, recording some stuff for you guys. We got, I'm going to try something pretty different after episode, like, 20, I guess, um, <laughs> as far for the show, so that'll be pretty cool. Got some creative things I'm going to try out, things like that. But yeah, I've been. We've played a lot of Poke MMO. We played some Borderlands 2, got some Borderlands 2 recorded. Oh god, she's. Okay, hello. Uh, pause it though, because. Oh yeah, because it'll. Like me. Okay. Sorry, anyway, I'm just getting the chat. We play. We have about three hours of Borderlands 2 to post. We have like 20 hours of Poke MMO to post at some point. And, and. Spoilers, which which we'll do a little teaser thingy for at the end of the stream. We now both have Guild Wars 2. Yeah. yeah. So huge shout out, huge shout out to a Serenity Tech Experts who is actually probably at work right now for getting us Guild Wars 2. We're gonna be doing some videos together of that. 
Nasty. I have a pretty mouth. Lol. Huh? You have a pretty mouth, boy. No. Lol. Anyway. Um. <laughs> so we've got lots of videos coming out. Switching to daily uploads for a bit just to move through them. Maybe indefinite considering I always have a supply of videos, but you never know. Um. Chu is now pulling up and hoping the chat. There she is. Um. Not moderator for some reason, but whatever. <laughs> and she's working on sewing while we're doing this. That's okay. Hi, Chu. Hello. Hello. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. Beepus. I don't have them with me because they're back there, but I got three new games from GameStop with my gift card from... <laughs> Gamer Grub. They sent me a $25 gift card for winning their competition. Yeah, they're back there on that thingy. Um... I got 99 nights in three. I got Dead Rising and I'm not used to the webcam being here. And I got Soul Calibur 4. We've played some Soul Calibur 4. Haven't touched any of the other games, but it's only been like two days, so give us time. We're only two people with school and work and stuff. Here we go. Two so helpful. This is so better <laughs> than doing it alone. Yeah, she'll show off the games. Well, yeah, this is just... That's yeah. Dead Rising. It Dead didn't Rising. have a case. I always <laughs> hate it when they do that. Wait, which one? Yeah, that's so yeah, caliber. Yeah, that's so caliber. <laughs> and then in 3, 99 Nights is some sort of JRPG. Don't know if... Probably not any good, but it was 5 bucks, and I still have 5 bucks left, so I probably should have got a fourth game, but that's okay. <laughs> I'll get one later. So yeah, we have lots of games and lots of videos and lots of videos of video games and stuff like that, so... Be prepared, make requests, do what you need to do, and yeah. So. I was going to huh? say something. <laughs> no, I'm not knocking for you. I'm oh, well. I don't know. What? I had something I wanted to... At the end of this, we might... Or, no. I already said that. Oh, Pie I or cake? I prefer cookie cake. I don't even eat regular cake because I'm a loser. You like I like I like cake. She likes cake too, cause cause cake's a lie, and the steak's a lie. I made steak Sunday, <laughs> and and I am a champion. Well, she helped me too, but we made steak. It was really, 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 really good, and we made veggies and stuff too. There you go. She's using <laughs> my camera to take pictures of. I her. was quoted. Well. I was quoted. She's happy. Do you think you can take a picture of this while I... <laughs> okay, you talk about stuff while I take your pictures. Well, I'd need to convey. Um, so, yeah, Adam made steak, and it was yummy, and... Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. There. And it was yummy, and... <laughs> I'm a jerk for making him do this during the stream. There we go. Okay, thank you. Anyway, <laughs> I made really good food, and she ate it, and I made food today, too. Apparently, I'm a good cook. I like this. Uh, we made, like, an entire giant pot of mac and cheese spirals today. <laughs> I I ate way too much, and there's still leftovers, but it's okay. I'm actually hungry again. Wait, what? Oh, well, it has been a few hours. Did you still want pizza, or did you want to do something else? Okay. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I cooked food. We played games. We watched anime, fully coolly. And blood, blood plus. Oh yeah, and blood plus, blood plus. 
Adam, do your uh, Japanese voice. Hajimemashite. <laughs> no. Saya. 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 He sounds like he's straight from the game. Saya. You were doing it better the other day. Saya. He's sick. I'm sick. I can't do any voices today. <laughs> um, although I can apparently randomly do would an you accent. Sell body for infinite video I would not sell cookies. my body for infinite video games. I cookies. would sell my body for infinite video games and cookies. But it's not your body to sell anymore. <laughs> so, so, no. Just, you didn't the turn question my camera was asked. Because I'm about to take a picture of this. Why you take pictures? But no, I would not sell my body. And I would not allow her to sell her body. I would sell somebody else's body. And No, no. I see that. I see that. <laughs> Politics turn you on? Oh, dear. <laughs> mm. This is going to get interesting. So, on to our first major topic, I guess. Yes. This was true topic, so she can introduce it. Because I'll... Huh already right. forgot like the primary basis even though I knew to type off of it talk right. off of it okay so <laughs> I can't see anything you don't need to say I need to age and political interest well that's a weird way to put it I was trying to be <laughs> short brevity right. is the I wonder if there's a clip of it that we can show brevity well, is the soul of wit no that's not the quote huh never mind it was a Hamlet quote but never mind <laughs> um I was watching the news so sometime last week and they were talking about how social networking sites like Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr uh, are trying to track which presidential candidate is more popular by who is brought up the most and obviously Romney is winning by a landslide which isn't very accurate because you know everyone's talking about how much Romney sucks not necessarily how much they like him so that doesn't really tell you who who is going to vote for who. But anyway, um, it was Sorry. on CNN. They were talking about that, and they were talking about how uh, Microsoft is trying to do something similar with the Xbox Live, where they, where, uh, you know, it's same thing. You're tracking who is talked about the most. And one of the women who was reporting it oh, yeah. was saying, yeah, I don't know if they'll be able to, you know, cast their vote while they're playing the Mario Kart, but I think it's a pretty good feature. <laughs> the and Mario Kart. <laughs> the Mario Kart. On and that Xbox machine. And I, I don't know about you, Adam, but I think that the Mario Kart is the best game on the 360. Hands yeah. down. I, I would give up every single game for it. It is just so incredible. I... I, I mean, it, it, the Mario Kart was a launch title for the <laughs> Xbox 360. It was one of the games that they launched the system with to make people buy it. And yet, to this day, it's still, if you look up the bestseller for the Xbox 360, it is the Mario Kart. <laughs> but, I don't know. <laughs> I think I could still cast my vote while playing the Mario Kart. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it, I just found it kind of ironic because these people are talking about how, you know, we need to really bridge that gap between the older generation and the younger generation. And yet, yet they don't even know what fucking games we play on the 360. I mean, and the 360 isn't even like, well, it is probably the largest... More people play on the 360 than they probably do on the PC, just because it's more for casual gamers, but real gamers <laughs> typically go for the PC more. Yeah, but I mean, but yeah, they don't even know like what games we play. They don't I mean, it's it's not even a matter of knowing what's popular. It's about not even knowing like <laughs> Mario has there. been a huge game symbol since the '80s, and yet 
it, she's gonna say that it's on the Xbox. I just well, like it's well, it's hard to even describe like the level of game ignorance that is applied <laughs> here. Like, and plus, like casting our vote, I don't think that that's how Tumblr or Twitter or Facebook measures which candidate is being discussed the most. Right. It's not casting oh, yeah, that your too. vote. It's it's about talking it's about analytics. it. It's analytics. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that was pretty interesting. Uh, and, I mean, it kind of makes you think, what does it take to get the younger generation interested in politics? Exactly why aren't we getting involved? Because there was this article that I read. I'm not even going to bother looking it up more. Or, right now, but, uh, sorry I'm reading all of this. Intrusive on privacy. How so? Blizz? I mean, I understand part of, partly why you think about it, especially if it's just pulling from your everyday discussions. But I'm sorry, when you're talking about something on Tumblr, Twitter, or Facebook, it's there for everyone. That's the point of social media. You can't say that... If you're posting something on a social media website, you have no privacy. Yeah. Even even when Facebook does its crazy things that you know they have to freak out and rechange the privacy rules for, it's a social media website. The whole point is to get rid of any level of privacy you have. Therefore, to say that a website like that violates your privacy, you signing up for the website is giving up your rights to privacy. Um, anything you talk about on an open forum like twe- tweets, Tumblr posts, or Facebook posts, there's no privacy level for that. You No. It's not even a matter of they just don't implement it correctly. That defeats the purpose of the medium to ask for privacy. Like... Well, I mean, I think I still think we have a right to privacy. Yes. It's just that we don't really. Yeah, I mean, it too much. exactly. That, and that's my biggest concern is everybody's acting like, in general things like a single app. I don't know. I just people need to actually learn what your privacy, like how to actually exercise your privacy, your own like. I don't even know how to say it. Like. They need to exercise your own ability to maintain your lo- whatever level of privacy you want, and you'll find that things don't actually violate or intrude upon it. It doesn't... When you actually do it right, it doesn't do that. But when you're posting everything and anything about yourself everywhere, of course you're not going to have any privacy, but th- you're doing that. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of part of the internet, I mean. But, I mean, the point here isn't necessarily a privacy thing. I mean... Right. Whenever most people talk about politics... It's probably not an informed discussion, right. especially because a lot of people get their information from a single source, whether it is the news on, like, Fox News on TV or was, whether it is a blog. Like, I mean, people like to say that blogs are so much better than Fox News because it's not as biased. But it's, it's a, a blog. Yeah. It's biased. You can't get past that. And I don't care how how much someone says, oh, we are unbiased, we try to look at both sides they do have biases. Right. And in order to be properly informed on a subject, you need to look at it from every single angle. You need to look at it from even the most uncomfortable perspectives. Because unless you do that, you don't know everything about it. You can't act as if you do. Right. Um, And my biggest... People are always talking about how whatever wing the Republicans are, how whatever wing that is, Fox News is... And how, you know, this or that is so much better. But if it's still extremely biased to one side or the other, it's not any better. I mean, mm-hmm. like even, you know, of 
clearly Democratic blog or like news station. Like if there was one as bad as Fox News, but for the other side, it's no more respectable than Fox News because you're still being completely biased towards that side, and that's not okay. Um, especially when it's supposed to be something like a news station that <laughs> is supposed to report the news, not skew the news to boost the Republican Party. But I mean, so to say, because there are a lot of people who sit there and say that their blog is a lot better because it's unbiased, but it's really just biased to their own opinion. It's it's still biased. It's mm. Biased opinions are what make us humans. We all have different views. That is very true. True. Uh, and what I think, though, is that we like to blame media outlets for being biased, for not reporting well, for not having more integrity with their stories. But think about it. Is that what you want? Bingo. <laughs> That's what we respond to. That's what we buy. That's what we tune into. Right. When there is a bland story without any bias, when we don't see... Who is that like Republican that everyone hates, but he's on TV because he pisses people off and it's entertaining? think of the name but i kind of know what you you're talking about yeah people like that sort of thing we're not tr- tuning in for the news we're tuning in for entertainment right and that's there's a what guy they're on responding the radio to like that too. yeah i mean it's just it's more interesting right and especially with our younger generation we have as adam was talking about yeah o'reilly well that's one of them but yeah O'Reilly. yeah uh, as Adam was talking <coughs> about last week, which I concede to, we do have a shorter attention span. I did find facts to back that up, by the way. <laughs> but it's not that we have a shorter attention span than we used to. We've always had a shorter attention span. The difference now is that the attention, the shorter attention span is being fed more. Right. Because we have better media outlets to constantly switch between. Right. Uh-huh. And so nothing's working against it. Nothing... Yeah, okay. <laughs> but maybe I'm being biased. <laughs> <laughs> NPR NPR is probably, like, I've honestly never paid much attention to NPR, but from what I gather from what everybody else says about it, about it, yes, it is a pretty unbiased, pretty just straightforward news source. But that's also why I hear a lot of mockery towards it and not a lot of people care to listen to it past, like, really intellectual people because as a source of media, it is too boring for the average person. And that's not, like, me throwing insults around. That's just simply because nobody, like, as a, for media, people don't want to focus on that. They don't want to listen to unbiased, just bland telling of stories, like True said. It's, people want excitement. People want entertainment, even from the news. And it's kind of sad, but bleh. One website that I use for news a lot is Al Jazeera. Or, I don't know how to pronounce it. Al Jazeera! (laughs) But it is totally detached from the U.S. Can I link it? Yeah. It's detached from the U.S. It's not, like, Republican, Democrat, any of that bullshit. And I think that's another thing that really hurts us, is that we try to divide ourselves by political parties whenever we completely ignore the issues that way. Because if we were more focused on... I don't know. It's... As humans, we naturally want to have the bad guy. We want to have someone to look at and be like, you are my enemy and I'm going to beat you. So that competitiveness really draws away from what the actual issues are. But again, it's more interesting. (laughs) It's more entertaining. And that is something that plays a huge role in this election. 99% of what I hear about... People point fingers. Sorry. (laughs) 99% of what I hear about Romney's campaign 
is he just sets out to beat Obama. Mm -hmm. I've heard nothing outside of little Ryan's healthcare reform plan. I've heard nothing about what he wants to do other than enslave women and (laughs) beat Barack Obama. We're going to end Obama's campaign. We're going to put a stop to Obama. (laughs) Why? What are the issues? What are you actually going to do besides win the election? Mm -hmm. Lol, JK, I'm done now? (laughs) Uh, I don't care about the competition. I want things to do right. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like I think I just heard, but my brain is acting funny right now, about like dropping ties to political parties if the issue is what matters. I, well, yes, I technically am registered, you know, as a Democrat and things like that. If someone is going to be valid about the issues and will do things that I believe in on the other side, then I'll vote for them. It's a matter of the issues. It's not about Obama's evil because he's Democrat. Vote Romney. Or he's black. Vote Romney. (laughs) He supports Uh, women. Vote Romney. Actually, it's kind of funny because a lot of my views do seem very Republican. It's just that, and I know it sounds ridiculous, and it's really just like narrowing the two parties down to practically nothing, but because of the fact that I believe in freedom of pretty much everything, whether it's sex or, you know, I'm pro-choice, I believe in gay marriage, all of that, I'm a Democrat all of a sudden, even though I I do support some Republican views, but... uh, Romney and Obama both have bad views. Yeah, I don't. Honestly, I don't know enough about the two of them. Yeah, see, to that's say a big that. issue. Like, I would like to see something so I can I can analyze right. them as individuals, but all I see is the and again because I'm of this generation and I don't care that much about politics. Unfortunately, I can admit that I don't know that much about Obama's views on things, but I can tell what he's done and what he's planned to do, and they're things that I believe in and believe need to be done. Therefore, I support it. I mean. Despite what half of the world seems to think, he has made really good economic progress, and we're getting there. Just, like, anybody who says anything Obama has done has hurt the economy or hasn't done the correct progress for the economy since the recession doesn't know a damn thing about economics. And frankly, that's all I can say, because all it took was a basic high school AP macro economics class, and you can tell that he's doing the exact steps that need to be done. No, he's not just jumping on giving all the people jobs back, but that's you can't just straightforward go from that to that. So it's not how it works. And see, let's focus on that for a second, where you said because you're from this generation, you don't well, I was know just, much about politics. Why is that? Why? Well, I was why don't just we? playing with on the topic of right because we, we don't no, care about it. I mean, it. it's not interested to me. I only care about my little world of Eppel's Fox and Shoe <laughs> and video games and going to school. I mean, it doesn't... But why is that different from the generations before us? I really want to explore this. Honestly, I think it's part of... Mm -hmm. And I wanted to tie it to instant gratification, but, like... Excuse me. um, It doesn't affect us directly. In many of the previous decades, every economic decision almost had immediate direct effect on that general... Like, within the presidency, the effects of what the president does affects that generation or that you know that four-year to eight-year time span with us that's not the case the things especially like with obama's plans the reason nobody sees his effects is because they're not immediate effects they're things that are gonna work to improve the country's economy for years to come and he's explained that but nobody cares because you can't see that oh billy joe didn't get a job so obama sucks but 
that doesn't. That's what my family does. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's back to the instant gratification thing of we don't see any pressing issue of po- politics, and and so we don't care. And that's kind of the same thing about um, the Occupy Wall Street stuff. That's the reason people care so much is because there's something directly that they can go get involved in that doesn't mean that they're actually doing any good. Um, and talking about Occupy is a total another story. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that a big reason people have pointed out that that is such a huge success is because people can just go get involved, piss off some police officers, and pre- pretend that they're doing a lot of good for the country <laughs> right off the bat when doesn't necessarily mean they are. What the hell? Do you... Uh, hmm? Okay. Do you think that the reason that we are not as involved is because we don't take quite as big risks as generations before us did. We sit here on our computers and sign petitions online. That is very true. Another reason why, again, Occupy has gained so much momentum is because they are physically doing something. No, I mean... You can argue, you can make whatever argument you want about the actual effects. I don't care about that. But the fact that there are people in basically every major city in this country now going up to their, you know, business sectors and putting on anonymous masks, which I have one up there, <laughs> and making picket signs and occupying it, they are actually protesting shit. Yes, we have many pro we had little we've had little mini protests of various things from time to time, but nothing this big like our previous generations have. Nowadays, especially with the Acta and SOPA. Why didn't we have Occupy <laughs> Occupy whatever for that? I mean, everybody just signed their little petitions, made some YouTube videos, blacked out their websites, and stayed in the comfort of their home, own homes. They didn't go get gassed or ran over by horses or water hosed. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. I don't <laughs> think that's how riots should be handled, but I'm just saying, like, we have no major protests now. Like, And why is it, do you think that we are so cautious and that we don't want to take these risks. What do you, what is it that you think is different between our generation and those others? I don't, hmm. Part of it, I think, is because of those responses that nobody wants to go out and get killed because they're holding up a picket sign and things haven't been handled that way in the past and all the major riots and things that you remember are the ones that end in violence, basically, which isn't a good thing by any means. Um, and part of it could be weird generation raised to be as careful as possible. Don't cross the street because you could get robbed, you could get hit by a car. Like, our entire generation has been raised about living in a bubble. Self-preservation. Yeah. Living in a bubble, despite whatever you may believe, feel, interact with, whether or not your home itself is actually a safe place, you've been taught to stick to it because it's the only safe place in the world. Because what is it that seems more threatening to you? A revolution that is for the greater good or just keeping things as they are and not raising a fuss? To the, you know, just instinctively to me and the generation, it's a revolution. Now, granted, yes, it'll be for the greater good, but frankly, when you actually think about it, leaving things how they are is a pretty scary thought. And nobody wants to think about that. Nobody wants to acknowledge that because it's uncomfortable it's different it's changing and unknown is dangerous these days a lot of people because the way that this subject was brought up politics and all of that was uh in my english class and a lot of people were saying oh i don't like politics because my vote doesn't count (laughs) why do people think that their vote doesn't count 
I actually saw something on Facebook recently. Some of my more politically talkative people on Facebook were talking about, like somebody brought up saying that why does placing a vote hold more meaning than the message of a non-vote? But for one, a non-vote means that you do not exist. It doesn't matter what message you're trying to send. If you don't vote, your opinion is not being shown. Just having a mass amount of people not voting isn't going to send a message because they're not even going to be noticed. Like, I understand, you know, the whole group of people that want to vote for independent every single um, election year just to bring it up and keep proving a point. I perfectly support that. Go you, keep that up. Whatever his name is, I forgot it, like, Ron Green or whatever that kept running every year that, like, Al Gore ran and stuff, is never going to win, but your point is being made. But by not voting, by just pretending that, you know, pretending that by not voting you're doing something? No, that... You're basically, you're literally just throwing it into the hands of the ignorant who are going to vote for just anybody who sounds good. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if it's for, you know, independent people, even if it's for the albino squirrel outside the high school, vote for somebody at least. Prove your point that way. Speaking is what matters. Right. One thing that I brought up, you're probably not going to see the connection here, but one thing that I had brought up was that uh, essentially... Again, relating to the fact that, well, okay, think about it this way. A lot of the times whenever people bring up how they support Obama, it is because he is pro-choice, he is an advocate for gay rights, he's all of that. And those, although very important, although extremely important, are really one subject votes, one topic votes. I don't know the exact phrase for it. But it's someone ignoring everything else because he supports this one thing or does this one thing. That is an issue that I see with the uh, system here. But another issue that I see is, think of it this way. Uh, In 2008, John McCain was the Republican nominee. His vice president would have been Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. She was a woman. She was young. And she was likable. And that is the reason that she was his vice president. She balanced the ticket for him. She appealed to people who don't necessarily support McCain because my family probably wouldn't have supported McCain. Well, they probably would have because they're largely Republican. But the big reason that they supported him was because Palin was the vice president candidate. candidate. Damn it, why didn't we get Clinton nominated then? Now, think of Obama. Joe Biden is the VP. Joe Biden is an old white war veteran. (laughs) He balances the Democrat ticket. We're not voting on issues or anything like that. It is what appeals to us ethically or personally. And I don't think that's right. And frankly, that's, I'm not going to lie, that is 99% of the reason that Obama got elected. I, I, despite any, like, ties to any candidate or whatever. The reason Obama got elected was because he was black and he had good promises for the future, and he was, like you said, balanced out by Joe Biden. Honestly, if you think back to, like, what I heard about his campaign and what the majority heard, he promised hope and change. whoop dee friggin' do <laughs> I mean, sure, that's a good message. We want hope, we want change. But why did people vote for him? Because he was black. Like, we vote for the candidate. We don't vote for their issues, and I cannot stand that. Which is, like, why... I mean, that's my main reason being against Romney, is 
you're voting to take down Obama. You're not voting for any actual potential change. And I want to touch on something that Blizzard said. Right, People's votes ahead. don't technically matter because the electoral college votes. False sense of control and choice. That's not true. When are you ever going to see a president get elected against the people's vote? Yes, it may cause things to have recounts and stuff. Sure. I mean, I I mean, sure. I don't think Bush should have been elected because of things, but you're not Yes, if the electoral votes do go a different way, that's going to change things a bit. But that doesn't it I don't think there even has been an example where a president gets elected by the electoral college and not the people. Generally, they have to go the same way. I mean, <laughs> otherwise, like, let's say it happens this year. You think that's just going to slide. Like, I understand that the electoral votes hold a lot of power, but I don't think we're going to let that slide as a people. And since it hasn't happened, it hasn't. we haven't really had an example. And yes, there's Al Gore, but that was all the crazy recounts and stuff. Even if that was why the, like, why Bush ended up getting elected, they at least skewed it enough with the recounts. We're not going to fall for that again. The butterfly vote ballots are <laughs> done with. We're not doing that. Florida's recounts aren't going to get screwed up. Oh, Al Gore lost the electoral vote. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but he also technically lost the people's vote, too. Now, granted, originally he didn't lose the people's vote, but after all the crazy shit went down and extended the elect, like the time for all the recounts, he technically lost, but... I mean, I don't... I don't think that's really something to be concerned with. I think, uh, I kind of like what Hot Asian Buns said. <laughs> buns. Uh, in the end, if you're not a white, a rich white Christian male, I have no clue why you would be voting, voting for the Republican Party. Yeah. One thing that the Republican Party stands for is traditional values. And my family, we are far from rich. But they are all for the Republican Party because they believe that we should get back to traditional values. Right. What but are traditional values? Tell me that. What <laughs> What is that? What does it mean? Other than a word that appeals to the masses. <laughs> well, okay. Thinking about if you combine these elements, which the family part isn't going to make sense to everybody in the stream, but <laughs> we don't need to get into that. But combining my thoughts about, you know, how your family thinks about things, white people... The Republican Party, anti-freedoms, anti-diversity, anti- Captain Pants? Win- Sorry. Captain Pants. <laughs> Anti-women as individuals, like, basically what the, every stereotype of Southern Republicans, that is traditional values as far as I see it. That is not something we want. Being scared of change. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. You go, Mr. Random. Traditional values are things of being scared of change. Um... Oh. My English teacher brought up something really important because what goes along with traditional fa- values is family values. And he said, and he got it from somewhere else, but he said, only a nation that is <coughs> guilty for how they treat their parents would vote for a president based on their family values. Yeah. Think about it. You go through life from even from whenever you're in elementary school, being told you are going to do better than us from your parents. You need to get out there and pass us up in every way possible. You need to make more money, have more friends, have better items. Don't you make just the need same to go mistakes. above and beyond. Why do we do that? Why, why do we feel that we have to do better than them? Why do we feel that we have to surpass them? That's a little harsh. 
and in a sense i do think that we kind of feel guilty for that because they're our parents and we just kind of leave them in the dust yeah i mean but it's all about growing and changing and learning and that's essentially the values that are attempting to be passed but at the same time those are the same people who will vote to keep things exactly the way they are. They Mm -hmm. clearly don't want you to grow. They don't want you to learn. They don't want you to change. Mm -hmm. And yet, but I mean, when you think about it, like with the whole um, living in a bubble generation and all that stuff. We to be a city upon a hill. I love you. (laughs) When you think about the whole thing about us being raised as to be in a bubble or whatever, they're doing that to prevent us from doing these stupid things, from doing the dangerous things that they all did and stuff. But then anything major, they want us to be exactly like they are. That's not okay. And I had another point, and I totally just lost it because I was... Oh, we should probably move on a bit. Frankly, I didn't like politics before either. And I know it sounds stupid, but as soon as I became 18, I had the right to vote... I was like, holy hell, I feel like I have power more. I feel <laughs> like I can do something. And frankly, I don't like the idea of the generations above us controlling everything that affects our futures and the futures of our children. Right. Because we are so different from them, as I think it was Hot Asian Buns again, said uh, we have to learn from our past, change and adapt, politics politics must change and adapt to the future i think that's completely right and if we don't take a more active role in politics and in any sort of governmental thing at all then we are just handing our future over to the generations before uh, before us right and then when the time comes for us to be in charge we're not going to know what to do and we're not going to be able to learn from them if we don't start listening now and start reading news articles watching the news and taking an active role in things and see i feel the same way um which is why i think you know as a whole we do need to get more involved we do need to get more informed and i also think that's why unfortunately paul ryan is probably as attractive a candidate for vice president as he is because he looks like he's 20 Mm -hmm. he's young he's a fresh face but he balances the ticket and he's not a retard like palin right but (laughs) the logic of some people's like points they bring up i don't entirely understand people say um people don't like trusting young people in politics because they they aren't old enough to know what they're doing but then you don't agree with what the old people do Mm -hmm. and like you just said we're entrusting the past generation to make decisions for us and that was something else that people brought up about all of Romney's choice like things he talked about wanting to do as far as women goes you don't want a bunch of old white males choosing what women can do with their vaginas yeah um and the same thing applies directly to us men or women you don't want a bunch of old people who have different (laughs) values than you controlling the way you did it did you see Uh, the anarchy club thing <laughs> I tried starting an anarchy club at my Aww. school, but it didn't really work out once we tried electing a club president. <laughs> oh, I dear. like you. I don't know who you are, but you're pretty funny. Oh dear. Okay. <laughs> Alright, do we have anything else to say on this? No, we're gonna go to break and be right back. I need something to drink and we'll switch topics because this one went really well. <laughs> be back! Bye-bye. Don't be flirting with my lady, motherfucker. (laughs) 
play Halo? Like to watch Halo videos? Enjoy loving life? Well then subscribe to the legend himself, Mr. BBK Dragoon, over at youtube.com slash bbkdragoon. You'll be impressed by the skill level, production value, and just the great vibes you get over at his channel. He produces high, high, high quality content and really good videos. And you should definitely check him out, like I said, over at youtube.com slash bbkdragoon. And tell him Epo sent you. He'll definitely give you a smile. You're listening to Epos Fox with the epic voice and top-notch content to back it up. Subscribe now at youtube.com forward slash EposFox. Follow him on Twitter at EposFox. Or follow his live stream at twitch.tv forward slash EposVox. Enjoy! Hello. <laughs> Chocolate rain. Uh, let me do... So, which one do you want to talk about next? Do you want to just go in order? I was figuring. Okay. Next topic. Is to sex or not to sex? <laughs> that is the question. We will illustrate it right here on camera. <laughs> just kidding. No way. Um, anyway. That was actually a really horrible title for the topic, but it's somewhat related. Um, something Chu has brought up with various points, actually. Is another thing about our generation and stuff. <laughs> Everybody's freaking out. <laughs> We're not. No. Okay. No. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Look at what you did. You're the one who said we'd illustrate it. Okay. Huh? It sounded like you said you're the one who said we dildo this tree. <laughs> I don't want. I, I don't. How do you dildo a tree? <laughs> I give up. <laughs> Cancel the stream. Do you want me to discuss it since yep. I can speak about intercourse without laughing? I am sick. I sound funny, okay? <laughs> All right. Pretty much. Um, I think it was on Tumblr because I'm a social failure and I spend all my time on Tumblr. Tumbling, but tumbling. Yeah. <laughs> I saw something that said something along the lines of... <laughs> it's okay, Blizz. It was something along the lines <laughs> of... Uh, <laughs> We live in a society that shames you both for having sex and not having sex. And it's pretty straightforward. If you're a virgin, oh my god, man, you never get laid. And if you have sex, oh, you're a whore. And Basically. I mean, girls get the same thing. It's if it's more prominent in girls. Well, I mean, the whore thing, yeah. But I mean, it may be kind of strange to think, oh, you're a virgin. Why are you a virgin? Well, but, like, I... I was a virgin for a while, and, and my friends would give me a lot of shit for... But it's not even necessarily <laughs> about even if you're a virgin. It's just simply, if you're not actively having sex, yeah, it's... not fucking everything. Yeah, it's so sad that you're not getting laid. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's a horrible way to think about it. Sex should be something special. Sex should be intimate, not a social activity. But at the same time, you shouldn't be... Because by saying that it should... <laughs> <laughs> See, this is... I can't. I can't. But at the same time, whenever you say that it should be something intimate and special, you... I, I feel like that puts too much value on it. Because sex is really is just it. sex. There is value to it. But not straight fucking. Well, right. And I think that the way that we romanticize sex 
everyone, not even just our generation or anything, but <laughs> the way that we romanticize it really just, it, it sensualizes everything. It gets to the point where people, and I know everyone knows someone like this, people think that their sexuality or that their sex life makes them interesting. Right. Because, I mean... Oh my god, I'm a lesbian. I love fucking girls. Aren't I so hot? A <laughs> little bit. <laughs> You've had things to say on this, and now you're not talking. <laughs> <coughs> but see, it shouldn't be... And there was, um... Yesterday, in my English class, we had to do a reading. Right, right. And in the story, two people fucked. Oh, <gasps> Ermagerd. Sirks. Uh, they actually were committing adultery. They were both married to different people, and they had sex. And especially in the Victorian era that it was written in, that is just completely taboo. That's awful. And uh, <laughs> um, what position? <laughs> yes, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> what position? Well, all of them. Um. The people in my English class, about half of the people in the class, said, honestly, I don't know whether they had sex or not. Oh, right, right, right. And the way that... The, I don't remember it word for word, but the, <laughs> the way that it was written out, it was, you know, poetic and... Well, not poetic, but... It was horrible. He possessed her, and something about, like, her white breasts begging him, and blah, 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 and these carnal pleasures... And it wasn't just coming out and being like, lol, they fucked. So people didn't know what it was. They couldn't tell that this was, between these two characters, an act of pure, raw, physical love. Because it wasn't condensed down into this, oh, he, you know, shoved his dick inside of her vagina and, you know, she came. And I think that's really sad. I really do. Yeah, we, even though... He possessed her boobs. Yeah. Like, it's not as bad as you might imagine Japan or something, as a joke, but we are so overexposed to sex or the <laughs> act of sex or whatever that unless it's directly shoved in our face, no pun intended, it is not sex to us. It is just... I don't know. It's hard to I describe. I huh? I wish I had the book. Oh, yeah. Um... <laughs> Um, but yeah, I like every TV show, especially on HBO and Showtime and all that shit. Every TV show, every R-rated movie or PG-13 even rated movie, there's always sex scenes. There's always really intense sex scenes and stuff. I just it, we're constantly being exposed to it, constantly being pressured. But yet at the same time, we're being told how wrong it is, and there's a lot of mixed signals going around like that. Uh, forced responsibility. We can get into that in a minute. Yeah. Remember to bring that up again if we can't find it. But, uh... I don't, I don't think know. I've seen a movie with a masturbation scene, but okay. I have. <laughs> American Pie, maybe, but... But, uh... I don't know. The issue that I see with the subject... And uh, you could really go into rape culture from this about how there there are those fantasies about these like dominatrix women or about 
totally like taking control of a woman and doing anything you want and all of that and that's dangerous as well but uh oh yeah we wouldn't be able to put this on youtube would we i can i can put it on youtube i can just age filter Mm. but um i don't know i find that really sad because the story itself was a feminist story it was about a woman (laughs) taking control of a situation and taking what she wanted she did something for herself and not for another man and no one picked up on that in fact everyone called her a whore everyone was like oh my god she's a hoe i hate that character but no one shamed the man for having sex with her but the man was married too the man was married too they both had children she had a husband he had a wife no one cared that he cheated on his wife they only cared that she cheated on her husband right I love the Scarlet Letter. <laughs> I just, I don't understand that. Like, it, and what, like, who, it wasn't, was it mostly one gender at all that said that? Like, because mm-hmm. I, c- oh, it oh, was. Because I could imagine, well, like, no, one no, gender no, because, being. No, uh, the females hated her as well. See, that's stupid. Like, I could see one gender being either really hard on their gender or hard on the opposite, but not just, like, everybody just being hard on the woman. Like, that's, mm-hmm. uh. Um. What was I going to go into? But yet, if you think about it, it's most, which is kind of weird to talk about, but a lot of, like, especially movies that are heavily sex-focused, like R-rated movies, and then quite a lot of porn is dedicated to wives cheating on their husbands. Mm -hmm. That is, like, the major thing. It's a fantasy because for men, well, it's very difficult. It depends on how it's written. Because when a woman cheats on her husband or her boyfriend or whatever... It's either written out so that she is seen as a whore and you're supposed to hate her, or it's written out as this incredibly hot thing because she's breaking all the rules for right. you. She's being your naughty little girl. Right. So, I just, that's, that's something. I but, don't. Uh, it's wrong no matter what gender does it. I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and kind of going into the feminism thing, which I don't know if I've ever like expressed that to any of you guys, but I kind of like, I have this really weird bias against feminism. I try sure. really hard to embrace it and understand it and support it because i mean i am a female and i've been in a lot of situations in which i that should make me more feminist oh see ya bye bbk but um i have issues with it but at the same time i recognize what feminism is and when feminism was brought up in this discussion of the story of this woman taking control of the situation and getting what she wanted she um a student said, I don't see how this is feminist because she's just being a hoe. He totally missed the idea that this is something for her, that she's doing something for herself. And ironically enough, he went on the totally uh, the totally opposite side of the spectrum saying, oh, she's not behaving as a woman should. <laughs> she's not being loyal to her husband, so this isn't feminist. But that was, yeah... I don't. I really didn't think that people, especially in college, so easily misinterpreted feminism. I mean, I understand disliking it. I understand having problems with it because I have problems with it and I dislike it as well. But at least I understand what it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Someone wanted to. Did he? Yeah, but did he left? So we're not going to talk about. It. No, we'll talk about your topic. <laughs> And just a minute.
Bye, hot Asian buns. We'll miss you. See ya. Bye bye. Having fun? A little bit. Okay. Anyway. Hi, Blizz. Hi, Blizz. On to <laughs> Diddy's topic of the forced responsibility. Uh, let me scroll back up real quick and just read what he said. <clears throat> Can you talk more on forced responsibility? For example, a senior in high school is someone that the younger grades should look up to, but that senior doesn't want the responsibility and becomes a terrible role model for the younger kids. What? Someone said President Evil. President Evil. Wow. Okay. Where it came from? Anywho. Stuff. Uh. I think that Adam and I both have really responsible personalities. Just, I don't know. I am the oldest of three kids, and I always had to watch my brother and sister. So in a way, yes, responsibility was forced upon me. But I think because of my personality, I responded to that really well. I really embraced it, and it kind of developed with me as I got older. And I was actually, I don't know. With her, she had, like, I don't know. She developed her own responsibility. Mine was, well, yes, the environment forced it. Mine was parental forcement. Like, everything I was told was because I had to be responsible. I had to be this and that. And so for the longest time, even though I still fell within the responsibility at, for the most part, I essentially got off on breaking the rules. Granted, it scared the crap out of me, and then I'd go back into pretending to be a little goody-goody two-shoes to not get in trouble. Breaking the rules was exciting, blah, blah, blah. But yet, I still ended up developing into a responsible individual, and I still hold on to being responsible. But for a while there, I did everything in my power to not be responsible, and I don't know. It was really weird. And see, I never really... I'm not the type of person to question authority, and despite having to take care of my little brother and sister, I grew up in a really free environment. I didn't have a curfew. I didn't really have any rules. And you could argue that that was because I was already really responsible, so my mom responded to it that way. Or you could argue that I developed my own responsibility and my own restrictions because I didn't have any in my environmental or right. environment. Right. Either or. It really depends on personality. But um, I know that... After my mom raised me, she was like, oh, this parenting thing is easy, so I don't have to make any rules for my other kids when my brother and sister were born, and now they are absolute brats. They will get up in her face and yell at her and fight her over every little thing. They just don't obey anything. And they were brought up in the same environment. Yeah, they didn't have the responsibility of taking care of younger siblings that I did, but they were brought up in the same environment. No rules, no restrictions, and they turned out completely differently. And see, okay. I think that's part of why Sydney, well, why my sister turned out the way she did was, I mean, she, she's only four, so clearly she hasn't turned out anyway. It's not a final product, but she is going through a stage where she is extremely bratty and extremely anti-everything, rules-wise and stuff. And I think it's because they tried raising her the same way they did me, and it did not work out. Mm -hmm. um, and you everybody's different for things like that but yeah um I t god damn it mm. i had points yeah. you're talking about your siblings and, uh, t t not I this again too. yeah i love chew chew is the best no, one. food oh i love food 
food. You okay? I don't know. What was I going <laughs> to say? I don't know. You were talking about... Although environments, meaning forced responsibility, although environment does oh, affect right. you a lot, I think it really comes down to personality. Right. Um, and what Diddy specifically mentioned was the senior that's supposed to um, be a role model for the younger kids, but they don't want it, so they end up being a poor role model. It doesn't really... I don't think it necessarily matters whether or not they want the responsibility. I mean, granted, if they're not a responsible person... Like, if they're not a good role model, then they're not going to be a good role model. But it doesn't matter whether or not they want to be a good role model. I've known plenty of people throughout middle school and high school that wanted to be, like, who everybody... Like, I don't know if it's the same thing, but essentially what it seemed like was they wanted to be everybody's role model. They weren't somebody you wanted to like model yourself <laughs> after. They weren't, <laughs> they weren't people to look up to, and so it it doesn't just kind of it doesn't work that way. Um, da, 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 da. Brain, chew, talk, be smart, mm-hmm. be smart. I'm thinking about food. Uh, <laughs> um. I don't know. I know the... Alright, so I have a friend. Me too. Only one. Yeah, they're really weird. I, I don't keep many of them, but um, I, I have, have a one. friend. <laughs> and she has very... Uh... Her mom isn't too strict, but her dad is very strict. He has a lot of expectations for her and puts a lot of stress on her for being the best person that she can be. Well, because of that, a lot of responsibility was placed upon her and she is a pretty responsible individual but at the same time she she doesn't have the same amount of accountability as some people do accountability i don't know if i said that as some people do she uh she can get things done and she's a hard worker but she doesn't really like owning up to the responsibilities that she has and she just does things to get to be completely opposite of responsible, despite things. Yeah, it depends. Like with um, personal things, not very responsible, but with things relating to school, relating to work, household things, she is. It's just that in her own world, I guess you could say, she really lashes out against that forced responsi- responsibility. Right. And. I don't know. I don't... I just feel like that makes more problems. Like What makes more problems? Okay, I don't know. At least having grown up, having been told I had to be responsible just for the hell of it, even though I questioned authority, authority was the only thing telling me I had to be a responsible person, going with it is always an easier path. I mean, sure, it... The idea of staying up late and playing video games despite my mom, you know, giving me a curfew sounds great, but getting in trouble for it isn't, because then <laughs> you lose the video games, and so it's easier to just go with it and accept that you have to be responsible and then develop the habits from there. Um, and again, that's based on individuals and based on parenting and things like that, but I don't know. And often those who specifically lash out against like the forced responsibility are the ones who end up in my opinion from what i've seen a lot of those end up learning it the most simply by ending up like 
losing a drill. Like, say there's someone, I'm just going with a vague example or general example of, you know, just say they don't want to keep to a curfew, but they start working a job that's at, like, 6 a.m., and they start staying up late and stuff, eventually they'll crash and burn and learn they got to get their act together, start scheduling and stuff. And, again, this is just a general example that could be spread really wide and not be just about this at all, but it's one of those things where eventually life just kind of smacks you upside the head and says, stop that, and then you redevelop your responsibilities, and so... I think, again, that has to do with personality. It really does. Too many things rely on either environment or personality, so it's hard to judge them just ignoring one. Right. Do you want to talk about Thoreau's hands? No. No? No. No? You can watch my Bigger Fish Ramble video for that one. No, I wanted to go into it with you. Alright. Okay. Am I going to do the uh, thingy that we talked about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> See? They want to know. God damn it. It doesn't have to last a long time. Okay, well, Thoreau's hands. <coughs> Henry Douglas Thoreau. Thoreau, it was. Henry okay. Douglas Thoreau. <laughs> Henry Douglas Thoreau. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> No, um, my Halo 3 video about the bigger fish ants ramble, um, <laughs> did I hear you use? My apologies. Um, that too connected back to the row, which I hadn't even thought of or stuff, but she found, <laughs> quit talking in the chat. Anyway, uh. You Okay. Do you want me to bring it up? <laughs> yes, you okay. explain it because I only skimmed it. But um, you only skimmed it. Are you serious? I already know oh what it God. said. Have you read Walden? No. Then you don't know what it says. Anyway. Okay. Thoreau <laughs> took a look at ants in a way that he applied the way they behave to the way we behave. And in my video, I talked about how I stepped on some ants and I squished some ants because they were littler than me. And I could step on them. And it got, it set me into motion thinking about how there's always a bigger fish for most species of people that steps on them and squishes them because they're little people, like midgets. And everybody has a predator, except for humans. Humans in the past have had predators, they've had, we've had disease, natural disasters, other animals at times. Holy and things. mammoths. Holy <laughs> things like that. But we've overcome all of that. We've we invented the ice age and froze the woolly mammoths. No. Um, we work to cure hunger, disease, things like that. And so now that's the reason that we um, that's the reason we essentially are self-destructive as a species. We're killing our planet. We're constantly going to war with each other. And that's because there's no one else to go to war with us. We're Waldo is behind you. Lol. Not Waldo, Walden. Um, <laughs> um, but there's always a bigger fish, except for for humans. And now we're killing off any like metaphorical bigger fish that we had. And so now we're essentially seeking to kill ourselves. And in Walden, Thoreau looked at some ants that were waging war on each other and compared them to humans in the same way. And now Chu is going to explain a bit more about that, yeah. so I don't sound like a scrub. <laughs> Yes, that's all he talked about in Walden was ants. 
No, well, um, no, but in Walden, <laughs> uh, Thoreau kind of looked at civil disobedience. He essentially went to live in the woods on his own, just completely live off the lands, not take anything from anyone, be completely self-sustaining. And the government was like, lol, no, you have to pay property tax. And he was like, fuck you, government, I'm gonna stay here and I'm gonna, you know, do my own thing and not bother you, so don't bother me. But, you know, they didn't like that. But, uh, while he was out there, he really observed a lot of things that occurred in nature and compared them to society. And the thing with the ants was that he was talking about how they were going to war. It was one black, well, the specific battle that he was watching was one black ant and two red ants. Well, at first it was one red ant, and then another one came in. (laughs) It sounds so boring. But he was watching them fight, and they were absolutely brutal. I think he said something along the lines of them being more ruthless and more determined than any humans that he had ever seen fight before. And he said that there was probably something very complex behind it. There was some reason that they were going to war, or there was some bigger meaning behind this. But he never knew the meaning. He never knew the turnout of the war, aside from the fact that the big black ant killed the two red ants and only had one limb left. He didn't even know if it lived. (laughs) So, (laughs) essentially, it was really showing you that these wars that we have, although very important to us, really don't touch the outside world much. It's very difficult for us to affect things outside of us when we're so busy fighting ourselves. And I think when Adam uh, went into that video without really knowing what Walden is, I guess. <laughs> I knew. Well, I knew without what reading it was. Walden. I read Into the Wild. Same thing. <laughs> but I kind of made the connection there because it's, to me, a human's effort to kind of reach out and, in this case, destroy something. We want to know that we're having an effect on the environment outside of ourselves. Like how we create these artificial enemies of the people. Right. <laughs> Enemy of the people. <laughs> we're always striving to conquer something, even though we're still only affecting ourselves, essentially. Especially, I don't know. Like we're, yeah, like we're always trying to find a bigger enemy other than ourselves just to prove that we affected something that it yeah when really all we resort back to is either helping or killing ourselves but the thing about humans a lot of people like to say that we're so self-destructive that we harm the environment so much and that we're doing so much wrong but i don't think that we're very different from animals at all especially in these self-destructive or destructive tendencies because you can take a look at any predator you know how things in any ecosystem works. If there are many predators, then they destroy all of the prey, and then the predators begin to die off. They're destroying themselves. They are depleting themselves of natural resources, which is exactly what we do. The thing is, the difference (laughs) is only that we have the consciousness to recognize what we're doing. But is that consciousness enough to make us change, or is it only enough to make us feel guilty? Right. Do you have an answer? It's only going to make us feel guilty. Why is that? Because I don't know. <laughs> because I don't know. I'm too tired for this. No. Um, 
I just, we've, I don't know. I feel like a lot of, a lot of this consciousness we've had towards things like that have been, is a kind of a newer thing just because of the impacts that we've made is somewhat new in the long run, but at the same time, it hasn't driven us to change enough yet. I don't know that it ever will. Now, granted, we can pretend that it will. We can pretend that we'll reach this utopia, this world of civil peace and protect the planet, but I don't know that it ever will. I think we will... I don't know. Frankly, I think humans should self-regulate. There is going to be... No... There is nothing else out there to kill us other than ourselves in space. Just dying in space for no reason. Um, there's nothing out there to kill us. There's no apocalypse. Yeah, there, yeah. I mean, there's small things. But on the whole, there is nothing that's actively going to seek out and kill us. There is no major apocalypse that's coming and wiping the slate clean because that's easier. We have to regulate ourselves. We, And that's why we're still going to war. Because we're not... It, it's only going to sit there and make us think it's going to make us feel guilty for our actions but we're we're not we're, we're still not going to change we're still and i'd like to think that i don't know i'd hope that we could change but i don't think we will and if we don't then we're going to just do nothing but have wars for the rest of our existence with ourselves to help kill each other off because otherwise china's going to just turn into an island of people it's just going to break off from the continent be an island of people <laughs> floating around and we're going to overpopulate, we're going to have nowhere to go, and we're not going to live long enough. As a species, not personally. Personally, like on an individual level, we're going to live way too long, because we're extending the lifespans, we're keeping ourselves alive longer through lots of everything. <clears throat> what is out there to kill us? Well, this is a good note to leave the stream on. <laughs> Me falling apart, yeah. Very, you falling really apart. Good We'll talk to you guys later when I'm conscious again. <laughs> this is getting... Yeah. Sorry. I could think when we started this, I don't know what happened. 